welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. It's uh, Monday. Good uh, morning. Happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday. Uh, uh, another uh, great opportunity to keep talking about uh, God's will. And we, you know, we talk about the chaos of the world. And uh, we talked a little bit about this on End Times Friday, but um, the whole debt issue uh, is coming mm-hmm. up. Then uh, uh, when we're talking about the debt issue, we're talking about the federal debt that uh, right now we, we have limits on how much mm-hmm. we can borrow as set by the Congress, right. uh, Congress and Senate. Um, and uh, uh, on October 18th, if we don't raise that debt limit because we, don't, we can't uh, control our spending, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll run out of money to pay our bills. Right. We'll uh, default on all we'll of our de- loans. We'll yeah. default. Uh, and so that's coming up on the 18th. Uh, which is you know pretty quick here, uh, and either they're going to resolve it, which I I predict they will. I usually do, uh, but they'd raise the debt, mm-hmm. uh, which causes more stress and more uh, uh, ability of the system to collapse because of it. So uh, that's happening, and that's certainly you know uh, the chaos that's happening, and then the whole. Uh, right now, just how do they handle the COVID and the vaccines and mandates? And mm-hmm. if you don't take it, we're going to fire you, which by the way, they have like United, for example, airlines, uh, right? They just, uh, people that didn't get the vaccine said, I'm not doing it. They fired them. Yep. Now this is really interesting. <laughs> they fired them. Um, they, uh, uh, let them go. Mm-hmm. And now they're telling their passengers well, we don't have enough people to operate all our all our airlines. <laughs> right, right. I know, well, you just got rid honestly, of them. <laughs> don't you see that everywhere though? It's an interesting time to be. You know, so many companies are companies are already short staffed in places, at least around here. You know, even Anna got frustrated the other day. As silly as this is, she went in to get coffee at Dunkin' Donuts and the drive-through was too long. And so she parked the car and went inside, and the inside was closed because not because they didn't have you know couldn't do it for COVID reasons. They couldn't, they didn't have staffing. Right. For inside. That's right. Yeah. We've seen and, that. and you're seeing at least around here, you're seeing several things adjusted, you know, restaurant closed for lunch today, no staff. Right. You know, that sort of thing is, is very common. And especially now, you know, now they're mandating companies over a hundred people having to mandate the vaccine. Um, you're, we're seeing all kinds of repercussions on what was already a stressed labor force. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the, um, as we're trying to help people, it's just, it's just more chaos. It's just more mm-hmm. struggle. It's more difficulty. And, um, as we, uh, are trying to discover truth in a world of tr- chaos is, well, the chaos mm-hmm. is there. So, you know, we kind of urge people that, uh, it doesn't limit God, right. Uh, to deliver answers, uh, provide covenant life. I'm going to still bless you to make you a blessing. Uh, these mm-hmm. things don't surprise God. Uh, 
um, it's different because mm-hmm. we can't control it anymore and we can't just say, well, I'll go do, isn't that a good idea? And God says, because of the chaos and the changes right. and the, all, the impacts of it, uh, if I was you, I'd listen to me <laughs> because right. not, only, not only can I guide you, but I'm going to perform things that nobody else can because I'm right. sovereign. I'm, I'm more, more powerful. Right. So that's why seeking God's fact, will is so critical. Yeah, I think also what you see going on is um, heart correction. That's you know, a lot of these things that um, we have been so spoiled to have that I believe God intended to be blessings yes. have now become idols yes. in our lives. Yeah. And, um, and there's some correction in that when they're not so readily available, I think there is a place, an invitation to us from God to press in and say, you know, why, why is that so important to you? Right. Is that what I'm saying is so important? And let's fix your eyes on me and what I deliver instead of what you think you can go get. Yeah, easily, yeah. conveniently, everything else. And so I think there's there's some room for him to really bring us to repentance and to correct our heart if we allow him to do that right yeah. now. And I do see, uh, one thing I see particularly uh, is that as we come up against those, well, I can't uh, experience, you know, uh, athletics the way I used to. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't experience restaurants the way I used to. Can't go to concerts or canceling them. Um, these things that were very, very, very important to me mm-hmm. um, bother me because I can't—I don't have them anymore. Right. And, and God says, "Well, I'm—I'm I'm, in a way I'm going to use it to correct you yeah. to get to a different place of joy." Uh, and are you willing to let me show you? you know, by the way, exactly. Um, I'm going to give you a life of peace and joy and wonder and excitement and adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do it in a different way. And one of the things I see about that, and I saw that with Daniel, uh, is community. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I want to I want to re or I think God's saying I want to reorient your life around a different depth and joy of community right. that walk together to seek God's will, to help each other make decisions, to come to Mm -hmm. understand God's will, and to enjoy a very deep and rich uh, Mm -hmm. level of community so that, you know, and and the reason I use Daniel as an example is, you know, he got transported from Israel Mm -hmm. where he lived and, and understood to Babylonia that was completely foreign to him. Right. Uh, So with that, he had to find a new system mm-hmm. and, uh, and they did struggle with it. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, we can't do the same things we used to do. We don't have the freedoms we used to have and, uh, the things we used to enjoy, we don't cause they, for example, a simple thing. One of the, one of the culture things of a culture of Jew mm-hmm. and, they, and by the way, they're great at this. They celebrate. Yes. Uh, and they do feast. Mm-hmm. And their feasts were week long feet, and they and they out of all and the they people, do community in that, <laughs> and, and and they they really know how to party, mm-hmm. uh, and that was part of their culture. Well, when they go to Babylonia, they can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They can't gather. They won't let them gather in these large groups. One and two is there's no more feast. Mm. They stop. They had to stop them because there's no temple. There's no system for that. You can't do that. There's not allowed to do that. Um, well, Daniel didn't say, well, okay, life's over. 
Uh, we're never going to have that again, which, by the way, he never did. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's it, and I'm going to live a, a second, third, fourth, fifth-rate life. And God said, well, let me reorient it for you. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel, and it talks about it all the way through, the first, particularly the first six chapters, is uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then, he, and then implied others. They got together. They had fantastic fellowship. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, the first six, book, six uh, chapters of, of Daniel take place over 70 years. So they developed this beautiful uh, uh, camaraderie. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about. Let's seek God's will. Let's pray together. Let's let's enjoy life together. He actually enjoyed life around a new sense of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that as we look at uh, the chaos of the lie of the world and discerning God's will, one of the things I think He's doing, reorienting us, is. Mm-hmm. Get, get a strong community around you. And, and by what I mean by strong is people that have a heart to follow God. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it's nothing but fun. Um, and he said, yeah, you might be able to not do as many things as you used to do or have, but you can have, you can have this fantastic right. level of community. Come, come and learn that and enjoy that. And that's joy part, that's will not be God's diminished. Will. That's right. So as we look at... Um, We've talked about uh, the aspect of, you know, God will check, will block, uh, will guide. Uh, let me show you. Uh, he says, ask, seek, and knock. Listen, watch, wait. Uh, stay with me in process. Um, as we do that, we're always in a place of seeking, receiving, and processing uh, new information. Uh, and what does he have to speak to us about that? So if you'd go to uh, Psalm 143 um, and read verses uh, 8 to 12. Psalm 143, verses 8 to 12. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, for I am your servant. Yep. So um, he, uh, he said that, your heart actually is to, is to ask me, God speaking, to cause you mm-hmm. to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you pray and keep, keep saying, God, would you cause me? Give me the ability. Let mm-hmm. me have clarity to hear what you have to say. Uh, and I lift up, I surrender my life to you so that mm-hmm. I can hear. And I'm asking you to cause me to hear. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep leading, keep guiding, keep directing. Uh, he says, cause me to know. And the word there is with certainty and to experience. Mm. Not to intellectually say, yeah, I think I understand something, but I don't really uh, experience it or I can't mm-hmm. live it out. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you used the example last week uh, of the uh, experience you had with the Bronco out in the wilderness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how did you know which way to go? Well, we were being led step <laughs> by step. <laughs> uh, and they were telling you, mm-hmm. go this way, turn right yeah. this way, stop. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's an obstacle exactly. here. Exactly. Me... There was, and even there was a path. You know, so there was a clear path that we were on. Yeah. Um, yet along that path, there were multiple times that we had to stop and have specific instruction to navigate. And the, the guy would literally get out of the leading car and stop and navigate each person through it. Okay. Now, why did you do that? Listen, to that, he, listen to that guy. He, he knew what he was doing. And if not, we were going to hit a tree or cause an accident or hurt yeah. the car. Yeah. So you, you, in essence, said to the leader... Uh, you caused me to mm-hmm. know which way I should go. Why? Well, because you know. Right. And you can tell me, and I'd like to hear it. I'd like to, and so mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure, first of all, are you going to do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, then make sure that I receive it and know the way to go. And so if I have a question, or I, I have a wonder, and you're telling me, I'm gonna, is it okay if I mm-hmm. say to you, are you telling me to do this, or is this right. exactly what you're asking me to do, so that I know that I know that I know, see? And mm-hmm. you're, you're trusting that um, God is going to cause me to know the steps. Mm-hmm. I need to know the steps, and I'm always open to letting him show me, well, by the way, let me show you something new. Let me show you a piece of information. Let me show you some truth. Uh, as you understand, I I think I used uh, last week, the guy that was struggling with a double bind. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing we talked about and he received this, I said, do you understand that there's a truth about what's going on with you that God needs to show you? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and his question was, well, how do I get to that? I said, well, interesting enough, you write what you know to be true. Mm-hmm. I said, the one neat thing about you is that you, you're authentic and you don't, <laughs> you don't uh, hold anything back. You're not censoring anything. It is what it is, including what you would consider to be, I'm not really good at this. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, write it all out write out your truth. I said, as you do that, together, we're going to look at that and say, Father, what is your truth that we can understand? Mm. Um, And we were led to, do you understand now that you've done that, in a couple steps, by the way, that you're in a double bind? Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Yep, I do. Okay, now (laughs) his next question legitimately is, uh, what do I do with that? Right. Uh, I've tried to get out of the double bind. I can't get out of it. I said, I know. Um, let's let God get us out of it. So now we have to ask God to cause us to know the way to walk out of this double bind. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. And we're going to ask for, look for, and it's going to be based on new information, new truth. You've seen how truth works. Mm-hmm. He'll get you more, and he'll show you more, and he'll he'll guide you into it more. Uh, and so it's it's a beautiful understanding that you know caused me to hear what you have to say, caused me to know the way I should walk. And he says, mm-hmm. by the way, um, 
I'm asking you, Father, to defeat and keep the enemy from preventing and distracting me from following you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust that. And if there's something in the way, and we talked about this last week, that right. uh, if you got a roadblock, mm-hmm. well, it's possible. Uh, this is from God. He's trying to delay you and, and try to divert you to a different path. Or it's the, it is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if it's the enemy, then we're going to say, okay, Father, give me the power. Give me the insight. Give me the ability to speak against this because I don't want this distracting me and I don't want right. this in the way. He said, let me, let me understand that. And then he says, teach me. This is really cool. Teach me to do your will mm-hmm. for your spirit is good. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And by the way, the word there, good, uh, isn't just nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, superb, excellent, fantastic, over-the-top, uh, mm. special, supernatural, miraculous. Oh, that's good. All-powerful. Yeah. Your spirit can deliver this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, I'm willing to be taught your mm-hmm. will. So that I can be led, it says on level ground, and led into, right. the, into the land of promises. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to follow where you're taking me for you to deliver what you're going to deliver for this thing that you said you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm willing to be taught. Okay, now, um, you know a lot about teaching. How does the process of, of learning and teaching, how does that all work? Oh, there's so much that you have to experience as well. You can't just hear about it and then know it. Usually once you hear it and you put it into practice, and then um, a lot of times you need the teacher to come back alongside you and show you where you misstepped and what needs to change and give you some new principles to build on that fill out the knowledge. And then you try again. And that's, you know, that's all part of the process. It's a process of learning. Yeah. So as a teacher, and you've been in that role, um, when your student mm-hmm. doesn't quite get it, right? what do you do? You go back in and you teach to how they learn. Yeah, you find out, at least from my standpoint, you find out what they do know and you know, what they understand fully and what they don't. And then on their level, you come in and you help to bring that truth that they don't understand yet into relation of something they do so that they can grasp it fully. Yeah. Um, and so you say, well... First of all, I'm going to help you understand that uh, you don't quite have it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the worst thing you could do as a teacher is they say, well, I think I got this. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they don't. Right. And you say, well, OK, if you think you got it, go ahead. You actually haven't taught them anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you say, well, eh, you're not quite there yet. Um, Tell me what you know. Tell me where you're struggling. Tell me what's, uh, let me, now let me uh, go over this again. Mm -hmm. Let's practice this again. Uh, It's okay that you didn't get it the first time. Uh, And and that's why he uses the word teach Mm -hmm. specifically. Teach me, which means I'm a learner and I'm willing that if I don't quite get it, and by the way, you're not requiring me to get it. Like, come on, you better get it or else. Right. It's where are you? Mm-hmm. How's it going? What do you want to be taught in to do God's will? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teach me right. that. Uh, I know you're good. I know you're powerful. I know you're all capable of doing it. Teach me that. 
Yeah, uh, teaching in and of itself implies a process. Exactly. You know, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's all about uh, uh, understanding, receiving, and processing truth mm-hmm. so that if there's a new truth to bring to me about mm-hmm. your will, for me to understand it, then I would like to receive it. And he says, I'll get you that piece by piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Keep looking, keep looking, keep looking, and keep receiving and never be afraid of new information. Mm, uh, that's good. Uh, of things that I'm trying to share with you. And, and uh, we were uh, in a scenario where we were hiring uh, a financial manager. And we had a guy that actually was from out of town. Um, I think I might have shared this before, but um, it looked like the right guy. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we did reference checking, was good. We did uh, evaluations with lots of people in the company. Everybody felt good about it. We were believers. We felt, we felt positive. Uh, so we said, let's go, let's go forward with this guy and make him an offer because we feel, we feel that this is God's will. And we, we, felt, and we felt at peace about that. Uh, so my son, who was a CFO, was going to take him out to lunch and, and process, the, process the offer, which mm-hmm. we all said yes. Takes him to lunch. <laughs> Comes back from lunch um, and said, you know, hey, uh, my son said, hey, we got to get in the office. Okay, we all come together. What? Uh, he's not the right guy. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What happened? Well, um, remember, we prayed. Mm-hmm. that we would be learned and taught God's will and that if there's something new information that we need to know, that God would show it to us. Mm-hmm. And we were always open to that. Yep. So I said, hey, take the guy to lunch. And he said, this dumbfounds me, but I said to him, you know, what are your career aspirations uh, by moving to Denver with us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy says... Well, my plan is to is to have work for you for six to eight months, and then I'm going to go look for a job that pays for more money. He said it. Uh, well, that's clear. <laughs> yeah, uh, and my son said, "Well, we're looking for a long-term guy. Then no, we're not going to hire you to do that. Right. You're not going to use us and to pay move your relocation you and, pay you and all that, and then leave us." Um, and and Peter recognized that mm-hmm. that was God. There's no, more information. there's no reason why anybody, mm-hmm. if that, even if that's your agenda, <laughs> why right. you would tell anybody that's what you're up to. But he did. Right. And God said, yeah, right. that, that was me. Why? Because that's not the right guy. Mm-hmm. And I needed to show you this even at the last minute. Right. Are well, you, and even in that, ahead. didn't you share before that? you know, in that conversation, then that also highlighted to y'all another characteristic of who would be the right yes. guy. Yeah. Well, that, that tells us, okay, we need to make sure we're intentional at looking for somebody who's long-term. And so that refined your process as well. Yeah. As well as, as we characterize that guy, what did we like and what are the things we need to make mm-hmm. sure? And it actually refined us going further into a slightly different uh, person that we looked at. So, right. um, you know, teach me to do your will. And that means we're always willing to process the truth. And we never mm-hmm. say, well, why didn't you just tell us that two days ago? Mm-hmm. God says, eh, my ways are not your ways. <laughs> right, um, right. Just be open right. to being taught. Uh, and, so, I'll, and I'll teach you. 
Yeah, we're in an interesting situation right now that um, actually just occurred today. Um, and so we're processing through and I'm going to be texting Dan and having him praying on this as well. But, you know, I've shared on here about um, the process of selling my dad's house yes. and all of that. Yep. And um, we should be coming up to closing here very quickly. And the current buyers just backed out. Oh, my. Um, yes. So, you know, so there's some asking, okay, God, what now, what do you have to say? And backed out honestly, for legitimate reasons, some things that came up on the inspection that they did not anticipate and us having not lived in the house, we had no, no knowledge of either. Yeah. And so now it's kind of back to, okay, God, what do you have to say? And how do we adjust things? What, you know, what needs to be done? And, and, you know, I will say there's a little bit, I had to remind the realtor even she's like, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to know too much because if we do, we have to disclose. And I'm like, no, that's not how we play the game here. I, I absolutely know this is we are blessed to be a blessing. And so this will be done with integrity. Yep. So whatever we know will be fully disclosed to anyone, Yeah, sure. you know, and so we've got to start at that place and then we'll see what God has to say and what we need to do to rectify things. But, um, but so anyway, that's what we're praying through now is okay. You know, we thought we had a buyer. We thought we were closing. Um, I do not know if this is still going to be the buyer and we just renegotiate things or if God has something else in mind, but we're to the ask, seek and knock, you know, back to back to, okay, you brought us this far and expecting that he's going to tell us what the next step is. Yeah. Yeah. And you as know? you, as you look at that uh, again, in a pure way, um, God says, well, I'm showing you truth. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is that, as you are the owner of the house, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's really true. It really, that situation really is there. And ultimately that's your response. Whether you were keeping the house or not, mm -hmm. you got to take care of that. Right. So it's not about even disclosing it. It's well, we got to, we got to go take care of that because that's truth. Mm -hmm. And you're never afraid of that. And God says, you know, I, I was using this to get you to that truth so that you take care of it. And then, by the way, mm -hmm. I have another answer for you, but it's based upon that truth. Don't be discouraged. Right. Because why? Well, it really is there. See, the problem really mm -hmm. is there. Exactly. Uh, it's not like, well, I don't want it to be there. Uh, mm -hmm. God, make it go away. Uh, have him, you know, ignore it's it. It's there. <laughs> uh, God says, no, it's there. And I, and you're, you're responsible for it. And we're going to deal with it. By the way, I'll take care of it and I'll make mm -hmm. up for it. Don't worry about it. You know, and that's what, that's right. what the covenant is all about. So yeah, that's a great, it'll be fun to see the story uh, unfold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see what all unfolds with it, but, back. but it's nice to have bedrock things that he's already spoken for us to, to stand on and then ask him what to go from here, yeah. you know. Uh, and as we consider this process of, you know, cause me to hear, uh, cause me to know, uh, teach me your will. Uh, let's look at a real example of that. It's really a cool example in Acts chapter uh, 10, uh, Cornelius and Peter. But let's go ahead and read. Uh, uh, let me uh, pull this up so I can tell you which verses to read first, because it's a long okay. story, but we want to kind of unpack it uh, piece by piece. Uh, ah. Hold on a minute. My, my uh, computer that has my uh, Bible on it right now is acting up. Okay, Acts chapter 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and read verses um, uh, 1 through 6. Okay. 
At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When yeah. the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called the two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Okay. So uh, Cornelius uh, is a uh, centurion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... A centurion is the leader of a hundred soldiers. Right. That's why it's a centurion, leader over a century, a hundred. Um, now, the Rome operated with centurions and soldiers everywhere. Mm-hmm. So literally, if you would walk down the street anywhere in the Roman Empire, which included Israel, um, you would see soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they're basically uh, uh, on duty. And all they're doing is, first of all, they're just there as a presence. And they were, they were powerful, uh, they were strong, and they had great um, weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so if you, if you cause trouble, uh, where you, you, know, you stole something, you robbed somebody, you uh, uh, insurrection, you... Uh, call you know uh, was a criminal, uh, which by the way uh, Jesus uh, died next to two of them mm-hmm. uh, on the crosses. Uh, they were captured, and, and you were captured by the Roman centurion soldiers and put to death. Right. Uh, so that's how they kept the peace. Is people recognize? Well, I can't really get away with much because they're kind of everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and the people that that tried all got captured and killed. So I think it'd be better not to. <laughs> so they so they fundamentally, that's how they kept the peace. So this centurion is responsible for managing these hundred mm-hmm. uh, in Caesarea. Caesarea is a town on the coast. Uh, it's uh, west of Jerusalem, about an hour and a half and about 45 minutes west of Tel Aviv on the uh, Mediterranean coast. It happened to be a uh, prosperous port, uh, and Herod um, had built his palaces there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had this magnificent palace. Uh, so think of, you know, the most beautiful place. You know, like I've been. I don't know. I think you were there too, Lake Como in Italy, mm-hmm. and these beautiful mansions on mm-hmm. the water. Well, that's that's what they were kind of like. Uh, okay. Uh, he also had uh, a uh, uh, amphitheater, and then he had a sports, uh, basically stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's it kind of if you w- went there and looked at it, you would say, "Well, I can see how United States uh, football stadiums kind of were function. It looks kind of like that." Oh, interesting. You know, yeah, it, it had stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a, a place where they could uh, run the chariot or the or the, or the right. game or whatever they're doing. Uh, and so 
he had this magnificent complex. Um, and so the centurion, Cornelius, is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful place, probably probably enjoying it and probably, you know, living himself in, in pretty nice life. Uh, well, the Romans believed in myths. Mm-hmm. And the myths were, uh, well, there's got to be something greater than us. So they got that part right. Right. But they then developed, well, there's a God of war and a God of love and a God mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, building and all these different gods that functioned and they would, they would, they would rule over a particular thing. Uh, the Greeks had them too, by the way. And the, right. Roman, the Romans kind of got them from the Greeks and, and they just perpetuated it and called them different things. Modified well, it a little bit. Modified. Yeah. Well, Cornelius, who's a Roman, grew up as a mm-hmm. Roman, probably grew up with myths being taught. Um, he got exposed to the Jews. And again, it's, it's from a distance. So he's not going to synagogue and he's not, you know, he's not doing any of that, but, but he's uh, observing them, probably talking to them. Uh, what do you guys believe? Mm-hmm. Well, I, we believe in, in God who's one, uh, the father. Uh, we, we, we believe there's one God and he's superior and supreme and we believe him uh, and him and, and we, we follow that. Uh, or Cornelius considered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he prayed, because we, we see that the angel says, your prayers have been answered. He basically prayed, if you're real, and, and, and the Jews are correct, I would like to know you. Mm-hmm. Could you help communicate with me and help me understand is it so? Because I, I'm, I'm questioning whether the myths are so. I'm not sure that's right. Right. Could you, could you please show up? What does God do? He shows up. Shows up. <laughs> <laughs> he sends an angel mm-hmm. and says, your prayers are answered. Right. Uh, what? Okay, what was his prayer? I'd like to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, and all the angels said, your prayers are answered. Mm. Now, we'll come back to this. Did he tell Cornelius who God was? No. 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 <laughs> he just said, he just said uh, your prayer's being answered. Now, here's mm-hmm. what I'd like you to do. Go send your guys, your soldiers, to mm-hmm. go get Peter, he's, he's at the house of, at the Tanner's house in right. Joppa on this street. Go there and get him and bring him back. Okay, now Cornelius, first of all, how specific was that? Very detailed. Very, yeah. very precise. Mm-hmm. Here's my instruction. Interesting enough, didn't answer his question at all. Right. But said... In order to fulfill what I just told you, I'm going to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, all right, I got three guys. Go down there. Okay. So that's the beginning of the story. All right. Now, uh, let's go to the next piece of the story. Go to uh, verses 9 through um, 16. Okay. 
The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean, do not call uncommon. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Okay, so Peter is doing his regular, you know, I'm praying, talking to God, uh, getting ready for dinner. I'm hungry. I'm going to go mm -hmm. eat. Um, he gets a vision of unclean animals, uh, mm -hmm. which were prohibited by Old Testament uh, regulation. Uh, by the way, there's a real practical reason for that. Uh, he's talking about pork, he's talking mm -hmm. about certain birds, he's talking about lobster, uh, uh, shrimp, mm -hmm. shellfish, basically. Okay, do you know why God said don't eat it? I believe I've heard you teach before that they actually didn't have the means to cook it at a high enough temperature in order to get rid of the bacteria and exactly. things that would make you sick. And they kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I said, I'm protecting you from dying. Everybody else does it and they die. Mm -hmm. But I'm protecting you. Don't do it. Because um, mm -hmm. why? Well, you're not ready yet for the technology and the understanding to cook it properly. Mm -hmm. So remember, this is now... Uh, a thousand years old in that mm -hmm. in that prescription uh, don't do it um, so no Jew ever did who followed God right uh, well now by the way with the Greeks and the Romans guess what they learned how to cook it mm. um, and kill the bacteria it was no longer a threat it was no longer a threat mm -hmm. so God gave him this vision and say uh, and I'm giving you instruction. Rise, eat, and, and kill it and eat. Mm -hmm. Peter's response to that was what? No way. I've never done that before. <laughs> Not going to do it. Uh, because I've never done that. Mm -hmm. And I've, based on the Old Testament of what you have written, God, you said don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hearing do it, but no, I'm not going to do it. God says, well, let me tell you again. Get up and eat it. No. All right, let me tell you again. Get up and eat it. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> uh, and so it's, it goes away. Uh, okay, now, uh, from Peter's perspective, the reason, you know, think about the struggle. What was his struggle? This doesn't make any sense to me. Right. It didn't align with what he knew. What I know to be true, and even, even what I believe religiously and mm -hmm. the way that God operates, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Uh, so since it doesn't make any sense to me, I can't just say, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not such a bad thing. Because, see, people have a, they have a false view of God's will and processing God's will is that, well, just, what does God say? Just go do it. 
doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just go do it. No, God says, do you, does your heart align to follow what I've just said? Mm-hmm. It's got to come at the heart level. And you gotta, and you got to come to an understanding of this. And I am going to give you things that don't make any sense to you at all. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to process it and actually be authentic and say, I can't actually do that right away, and I'm struggling with it. He said, mm-hmm. that's okay. All right, now, uh, and this is cool. Um, so God, God understands it, uh, and Peter certainly understood <laughs> that, ah, uh, no, I can't do that. Uh, now read verses uh, 17 uh, down to 23. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had, that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry from Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out and asked whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you're looking for. What is the reason for you coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guest. Oh, the, the next day he rose and went away with them. And some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. Yeah, by the way, the brothers were Jews. Uh, okay, so, uh, and this is, this is important. Uh, in verse uh, 17, it says, Peter was pondering what the vision meant. Mm-hmm. Now, he already said no. Right. I don't have, I don't, my heart isn't aligned yet. I can't say yes, doesn't make sense to me. But... He says, I wonder what this is all about. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, know, I know God's trying to say something. And I'm, I'm going to process, I'm willing to process further what it is. And see, uh, and here's important. Does God mind that Peter was struggling with this? Mm, no, that no. was a place that he could come in and meet him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, it, he, it's, not, it's not that... Well, I'm struggling with that. He says, I, I understand that. That makes, he said, I, I would expect that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm asking you to do is keep processing it. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Let's, let's process. And Peter's wondering, what the heck is this all about? And how does this fit? And wait a second. And I thought it was this way. And now he's saying it this way. You know, um, he's pondering it and considering right. it. While he's doing that, the three guys from Cornelius come to his door. Mm-hmm. All right, now this is cool. Um, he's thinking about the vision. In verse 19, what, what happens? The Holy Spirit says, three men are seeking you. Mm-hmm. Go down and go with them. Do not doubt anything, for I have sent them. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter... Okay, no problem, no mm-hmm. struggle. What's the difference? Why didn't he struggle with this, but he's struggling with the vision? 
Oh, that's a good question. I don't, this aligned probably more with what his experience of God uh, had been though, that there is, you know, there are instructions that he gives and he says, do something without hesitation. He's seen him do this before and he could step into that confidently. Exactly. Whereas the other didn't fully align with what he knew yeah. and experienced of God yet. The other is something brand new mm -hmm. that I don't, doesn't make any sense to me. Hearing instruction. Mm-hmm. Well, go with these three guys. I've sent them. It's good. Mm -hmm. Peter says, oh, I've heard that before. I've mm -hmm. heard that instruction. I've heard those kinds of instructions before. Okay, got it. No problem. Because why? It's, it makes sense to him. Right. I'm used to that. No problem with that. Okay. And, and we're going to see how this all, all plays together. Uh, so, um, and then he says, uh, well, why did you come? And they say, well... Uh, this Gentile <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, was instructed by an angel to go get you and bring you back. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, it. that's interesting. <laughs> so that's why you come. Yep. Uh, the Holy Spirit told me to go with you and, and you're telling me it's a Gentile who's asked me to come because an angel told him to come, told you to come get me. Uh, well, I can see that you're at my door mm -hmm. and you're specifically asking for me. So you must, somebody must've told you. Right. Well, who told you? Well, an angel told you. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so he's getting information. Mm -hmm. What? A Gentile has asked for you to come to his house. Oh, huh. Well, that's interesting. Um, uh, wow, what, I wonder what this is all about. Uh, okay, now, uh, go to verse uh, 34 and just read 1034. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly I understand that God shows no partiality. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, think about what happened. He struggled with the instruction, get up mm -hmm. and eat. Nope, can't do it. Doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go with these three guys. I can do that. Mm -hmm. While he's going, he's receiving information. He's talking to God. Um, who are you going to, Peter? A Gentile. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not supposed to go to Gentiles. So think about that. Right. What do you think I'm, what do you think I'm doing here? You, you can see I'm at work. Mm -hmm. I've given you very specific instruction. I've given them specific instruction. Right. Uh, I'm guiding you. I'm speaking to you. Uh, and it's a Gentile. And as he's considering, okay, the vision, he says, I perceive I'm not supposed to call anybody unclean. Mm -hmm. I perceive that God shows no partiality. So as he's walking, See, he's talking to God. Mm -hmm. So are you telling me that that vision wasn't just about food? This is mm. about the gospel. Right, right. It's about, you mean, you mean everybody can receive it's the gospel? It's not just for the Jews, right. It's not just for the Jews? Anybody can do it? Is that what you're telling me? Mm -hmm. That that's why you gave me this vision? Yep. So... You, you're not partial. You're not limiting this to the Jews. It's everybody. Is that right? Yes. 
Um, and, and therefore, I'm not supposed to think of people as clean or unclean. It's just, do they have a heart to follow God? Yes. Mm. You understand? Are you getting that? You get, you know, it's like, and so by the time he got there, he received God's will. Mm-hmm. And what God was up to was to show him the truth that this is going to the Gentiles. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to use you to, to be the first guy to, to share. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. That'll be cool. Uh, okay. Uh, now go down to uh, Acts uh, 44, or 10, 44 to 48, and we'll finish it. 44 to 48. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles, for they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Yeah. So um, uh, they, got to the, they got to the truth of it is, uh, well, could you explain to us who God is? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, yeah, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And Jesus died for you. And, and in order for you to have a life with him, you've got to receive that he died for you and accept him as your Lord and Savior. And then you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you're then on your way to living the life of God. And he'll show you more what he's like. Mm-hmm. They said, got it. <laughs> <laughs> we receive it. Hallelujah. That, thanks. Mm. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, so they, they, they had it all happen. All right, now, uh, look at it really simply. Um, why didn't God just tell Cornelius, I'm God, my son Jesus Christ died for you, accept him. He could have done that. Mm-hmm. Could have gone to Peter. I don't get it. Like I'm telling you, Peter, it's about the Gentiles. Uh, go to the Gentiles. Uh, this isn't just about food. It's about, I'm not partial. All the things that, that you understand now, I, I could have just told you that up front. Why didn't mm-hmm. it go that way? Well, having the affirmation of both and the intermingling of the two, I think brings strength to the vision and then also has so many ripple effects beyond that. Yeah. You know, just broadening at all yeah. so that other people were witness to it and are invited into what what personally was being told to these two individuals, then impacted nations ultimately. Yeah. And see, for both, uh, first of all, he's working both sides of the deal. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to use you, Cornelius, to help Peter understand something. I'm going to use Peter to help you understand something. Mm-hmm. That's where the the what I call the dimensions of mm-hmm. all that God is doing is way beyond us, that he's right. working both sides of the deal. And a lot of times you're just a piece right. of somebody else's understanding that you're being used and it's working both sides of the deal. So he, mm-hmm. he did that. Secondly, is that he wanted to show both of them, and particularly Peter, uh, stay in process. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say stuff. I'm going to do things. I'm going to give you instruction that's not going to make any sense to you at all. Right. I want you to stay in process. Keep pondering. I'll do other things to communicate to you truth, Mm -hmm. and you'll discover truth because it is a process. 
Right. Don't just ask me to give you the punchline. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk with you so that you discover the truth as you consider and listen and w- listen, watch, wait, and I'll get you to the end, but stay with me in process. Mm-hmm. That's part of the beauty of God's will is to stay right. in process, particularly when you don't understand it mm-hmm. and say, I, I don't have clarity about this. I know. Stay with me. I'll work it. I'll use other people. I'll bring other truth to you. Don't worry. And I work both sides of it so that Cornelius learned that too. Because remember, he was going to go on now with his Christian life. What did he just Mm -hmm. learn? I'm going to give you instruction. I'm working a bigger story. Uh, I'm not going to just give you the punchline. Are you going to learn to trust me and walk with me Mm -hmm. and enjoy the process? And I'm going to enjoy the process. So that he's tried what to a teach. a great example. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic uh, to, uh, you know, be taught my will. Mm-hmm. Cause me to know the way that I should walk. Uh, listen, watch, wait. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause me to hear what you have to say. Because the angel spoke, the spirit spoke, they heard it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how specific was it? Very specific. Very specific, yes. Uh, and that's kind of what we talked about last week with Linda and I with our list of 18. He said, well, you can't approach this generically. You got to be specific. Mm-hmm. And I got to give you specific answers and specific instruction. And it's each one is unique. And you got to process it that way and stay in process with me. Mm-hmm. And as we told, some were resolved, but they're all moving forward. Right. Are we, are we done yet? Nope. There's more instruction. There's more things to happen. But we're excited because we can see it going. Right. And I think that's what Peter started to recognize is that, huh. So he, he, that Gentile came to me? Because why? Well, because mm-hmm. you told him to? Huh, that's interesting. And he, and he, he was excited about that. So it's really, right. it's really cool. As we end our time here, it's, uh, we could keep going on and on and on about this story. But um, it's such a beautiful example of, of God working it, processing, saying, stay with me. Don't worry, I'll get you, I'll get you there. And I'll use different people and I'll work things mm-hmm. together. And why don't you just enjoy the adventure of it? Um, right. And walk with me and stay with me. Don't, don't leave. And the, the thing about Peter is he didn't say, that's it. I'm not doing it. I don't care. No, he said, I care. I don't get it, but I care. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay with you. And God said, great, let's go. Um, and it, it was a beautiful thing. So We'll pick this up again uh, tomorrow to keep uh, understanding this uh, very important element of it, of uh, processing with God. Uh, but it's such, a, it's such a great story, and uh, we'll look forward to, to picking up more tomorrow. Excellent. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Rich, as always, it was a pleasure. Um, if you enjoyed today, be a friend and tell a friend. We're excited about what God's doing through all of this. Yeah, so we, thanks we look, a lot, guys. Look forward to your growth. If you have questions, send them in, and we'll look forward to seeing you. See you, Sounds see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great afternoon. Yep, you too. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.